There's clever engineers. But no. Time for ASO Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls on Otaku of all ages, this is, of course, your host, NZ17, bringing you a brand new episode of ASO Radio. And his lonely sidekick, DB3. What are you doing here, DB3? I thought I was going to be stuck doing single person uh, episodes all winter long. All winter? Well, I figured I'd drop in for a little surprise here and there. Maybe next couple episodes I'll show up, give you a little bit of help. As well, I, I hope that that's the case. Since we're recording all three back to back, don't tell anyone. Uh, but we've got, uh, we've got, uh, we're gonna make these episodes nice and short, if you will, a condensed version. All the uh, fat taken out and lean meat left behind. What do you think, DB3? Sort of going retro. Like, remember those first episodes? Oh, I remember the first episodes well, as though I don't have a forgetful memory. And welcome to episode 105 of ASO Radio. This, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, but uh, we're using one mic, so if you notice kind of funny soundingness, it's because we're trying to make things work as well as we can with one microphone. So I've got to try to keep a little quieter. And I have to get a little bit louder. So we're going to have a bouncing act on our hands. I think I need to keep extra inches between me and the microphone. <laughs> so uh, anyways, though, we've got uh, some news coming up. Uh, we're going to be doing some reviews, including one by DB3 and a bucket full by myself, because um, the last episode we did was in uh, November, towards like the middle of November. So it's been about a month and a half. Uh, a month and a half? A month and a half. Uh, but, um... Envy, you never change. Yeah, you know, I, I really don't. I'm just a lazy bum. But hey, back when you and and Z-Guy and T-Man would come over, it was like a party every week, so I had a real reason to get things done. And, and these I, thought, days, I thought the only reason you got things done was so you could get it off your hard drive. Well, that, that was also... There was a lot of reasons <laughs> back then for me to do what I did. These days, there's just not a lot of incentive. Uh, you know, it's people have disbanded. But let's go ahead and get on over to the news before we go and get into a triad about <laughs> our personal lives. And if triad isn't a word, well, too bad it's my show. <laughs> DB3, it's been great having you on the show, and I'm glad you could stop on by. Hey, not a problem. Anything for you, NZ. Well, in that case, how about you go ahead and review uh, some anime on the show? NZ, you were going to do it first. Well, I know, but how about we go, I go first, you go second, and then I go last, since I have two and you have one. Give it a little bit of variety, huh? A variety is the spice of life, and hopefully it'll be the spice of us getting good ratings. All right, sounds good to me. All right, well, in that 
case, then, let's go and get some hookers and drink a whole bunch of beer like those other shows. Oh, wait, no, we probably ought to do the real deal, eh? Sounds good to me. All right, well, how about I review Volume 2 of Planet Test? Volume 2, huh? Yes, next time you should wait till I hold the microphone at your face. It's not my fault you're slow. It's not my fault you're slow. Oh! You think if, you would think with all those years of video games you'd have better reflexes in getting it over here. Video games give you hand-eye coordination, not hand-mic coordination. Sorry, Enzy. Yeah, well, Planet Tez Volume 2 obviously picks up where Volume 1 left off. Isn't that amazing? Uh, I really like this volume, and as a matter of fact, we forgot to do something very important, DB3. What's that? Well, I'll give you a hint. It's a sound effect. Make it happen. Oh, no, oh, we're I know doing shotgun reviews, That's which right. are quick, fast reviews to get right to the point. So how about you make some stuff happen? All right, that's a little bit better. Sorry. I had to right. it. Well, as listeners of the show should remember, I really like Planetes Volume 1 because it's about space travel and uh, a realistic approach, unlike, let's say, Gundam. So uh, this was actually uh, the second ep- uh, volume was really good, too. Um, of course, it's, you know what more to expect with this so it doesn't go and present a bunch of brand new things. But the plot line's really good, and as far as I've been able to tell from reading the Planetes manga, is that the manga gets a lot of stuff done a lot faster than the anime. As a matter of fact, there's a huge difference between the two, which I should cover more in the manga review that I'll be doing in the future. But let's just say that uh, Planetes, the, the anime, is expanded to include more of the administration and not just the scrap haulers themselves. But this goes and uh, really shows the crew coming together as a whole, and it's just all in all a great volume. So I'm going to go ahead and give Planetes Volume 2 a, um, I'm going to give it a highly recommended, it's a low highly recommended, but still highly recommended nonetheless. DB3, if you would, shotgun me. And now do your review of... Scrap Princess Volume 1. Alright, this is a story, it's a fantasy story. About a girl who had a prophecy about her when she was born, and when she turned 16, she would destroy the world. And so everyone's trying to go around killing her. The only problem is, is her brother and sister both happen to be the world's strongest knight and the best wizard in the whole world. So all the people... Lucky day! So all the people are starting having problems killing her. And that's basically the synopsis of it. Almost the whole series, I would imagine. So, uh, how well did you like it, and why is that? I was actually quite surprised about how well it seemed to float him for me. Like, the animation was pretty good, the music was good. I, I enjoyed the story, too. Um, I would give this uh, recommended. Alright, and uh, by the by, um, I was just curious, given your family's heritage of, um, um, what is it, Scottish? Yeah. Scottish, what did you think of the uh, introductory music to this? I liked that, too. Like, it was enjoyable. I personally think the introductory music is the best part of this show. I found it extremely boring, to tell you the truth, unlike DV3, who gave it a highly recommended, was it? Or uh, just a recommended? A recommended almost highly, but not quite there. Because uh, I just found this show utterly boring. I mean, it has kind of a nice art style, but it doesn't just work for me. So uh, DV3 is going to go ahead and give this a recommended. I'm going to give it a neutral, because I found it very tiring. But, regardless... That's why we have multiple reviewers, to give you a better, well-rounded perspective. DB3, shotgun me. <laughs> All right, and for the last review on this episode of... 105. Oh, it's a radio. <laughs> Good enough. Uh, we're going to go ahead and review... 
uh, Great Teacher Onizuka GTO Volume One. Now, um, are you familiar with Cowboy Bebop DV3? Um, sort of, sort of. Well, I mean familiar as you've seen the show. Yes, I've seen the show. Well, then you're very familiar with the voice of the main character, Spike. Yes, I, you could see that. And unfortunately, when somebody becomes well-known in the anime world uh, for a particular role, you start to notice their voice in all the things they do, am I right? You are right. For example, I recently went and finished watching the Full Metal Alchemist television series. And a side effect of that is now every show that Vic, the voice actor who does the voice of Edward Elric in the series, every time I see a show with him in it, I hear his voice and laugh hysterically, imagining his character from Full Metal Alchemist in the place of the character in the show he's doing the voice for. And such is the case with great teacher Onizuka, where Spike, or rather I should say the voice actor of Spike from Cowboy Bebop, is playing the named character Onizuka. And so it is quite hilarious to see who you imagine to be Spike of Cowboy Bebop, being a lecherous, violent ex-biker trying to become a high school teacher. It is quite hilarious indeed, especially... Didn't you say he was a pervert, too? Oh, yes, indeed. Uh, as a matter of fact, the reason that he's going into teaching, besides the fact that it would make him feel really great to teach these students, is because he's a terrible lech who has fantasies all the time about high school girls coming on to him. <laughs> and so uh, it is be- with this reason that he decides to become a uh, teacher... Um, but, unfortunately, of course, he has to go and deal with his past being a factor in him being able to become a teacher. But it turns out that his rough-and-tumble lifestyle from before, in fact, it turns out to be an asset and helps him take care of a bunch of male students who set him up. Because, um, you see, he has to go and do some student teaching before he can become a proper teacher. And I guess this rough-and-rowdy class that he was put in charge of is famed for going and blackmailing their teachers. Well, what happens is his fantasy of having a high school girl come on to him becomes reality in the guise of them trying to blackmail him. So what happens is she comes on over, tells him this fake sob story, and then she starts to take off her clothes. He's like, wait wait a minute, this isn't supposed to be happening in real life. Uh, And then they snap a photograph of him and are going to use it to blackmail him, and either he has to pay them the equivalent of $10,000, or they're going to show that photograph and ruin any chance he can have at becoming a teacher. He then loses it after going and bemoaning this for a while, hunts them down in the park, and along with some bikers who were about to kill them, instead he beats the crap out of the strongest biker of that group and says, let's have some real fun with them instead. And so they go and they strip them down and continuously dunk them into the fountain in the park and beat them up all night long. And so the next day when he goes back to his rough and rowdy class, he's convinced that he's absolutely sacked and there's no way he's going to become a teacher now and he shouldn't have snapped and let loose. But now the whole class is, like, military strict and doing everything he says and standing up when he enters the classroom and cleaning. And it's just a hilarious turnabout. And then at the end of the episode, the girl's all like, Oh, uh, I'll be waiting for you to become a full teacher. And just then, the breeze comes, blows along, and he gets a wonderful, from the ground to the roof, eye shot of her. And she's not wearing panties. We don't see this as the audience, of course, but he does. And so at the end of the episode, he says... I love being a teacher. And that's all in the first episode. 
Oh, wow. <laughs> so it's actually a lot of fun and a bit of a guilty pleasure. And so because it's a guilty pleasure, I will not give this a highly recommended, but I really like watching it, and it's one of those that's really fun to watch with the guys. So I'm going to give uh, Volume 1 GTO Great Teacher Onizuka a recommended. Shotgun me, DB3. <laughs> and now we're going to do our news. I know it's backwards, but that's the way it's going to be. Eh? Eh. Well, like NZ said, next up is the news. And oh, right. Now is the news. Oh. Well, the news items we have are... Well, you, you'll, 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 you'll hear them for yourselves. All right. First off, we have the Anime Boston to host a formal ball. Anime Boston has announced that it will hold a black tie invitational ball, the Terry Blossom Ball, at the April convention. Such an expansive and necessary news item. But I thought that it was pretty cool nonetheless. Yeah. What do you think of such an event, DB3? I don't know. I just when you think of an anime, anything anime, you just don't really imagine black tie events. Well, see, um, a couple of listeners of ours have mentioned that they would like us to go and comment on the news items, not just read them, give our opinion on the news. So I would like uh, for us to take an opportunity with these episodes to go and give the dish, if you will, on what we think of the news items. When you think of anime like gatherings, you think of it's cosplayers. <laughs> cosplayers, so, true. So, when you, when it says a black tie mm-hmm. event, I see a cosplayer in, like, a formal. Mm. Or, like, a, a but, cat but, girl. But who's to argue that you couldn't have them cosplay as well-dressed people? That's true. It's just, it's, it's just it brings, brings images to my mind. Well, uh, if you will, the stereotypical uh, anime convention attendee tends to be male in their 20s, stinky and overweight. And that just doesn't work well, cramming that into a black tie, which is uh, a black tie affair. You know, you got your, your suit on, you got your jacket, you got your tie, and you got it buttoned up, and you're going to be even more cramped and sweaty than usual, and uh, they just better have good ventilation. I mean, not every person's like that, of course. I mean, look at you. You're a tall stick man. But my point is that they better have good ventilation if they don't want people to gasp for air. But I think it is kind of cool, but it just, like you said, doesn't feel quite yeah. right. Yeah. All right, well, now I'm going to read this next news item, uh, because we have listeners over in uh, this foreign place called the European Union. Um, but Viz is going to be expanding its operations overseas, or I should say across the pond. Uh, Viz Media has announced that it's moving its European office from Amsterdam to Paris and promoting John and I hope I'm pronouncing this right, uh, Esam, to president of Viz Media Europe, uh, Sarl, uh, a new European subsidiary that will officially open on January 15th. Um, Isam or Isam, or what do you think I should say? I think his name's, I think his name's Asam. Uh, well, we'll go with that. Asam was previously vice president of licensing and sales at ShowPro USA, which is the parent of Viz in America and the executive vice president of Viz Media. Thoughts, TV3? I'm happy for you, Europe. Uh, well, I meant thoughts of, uh, do you think him as being uh, vice president of licensing and sales at ShowPro USA would make a good replacement for the president of Viz Europe? I think it, he would, because he should have a little bit of experience knowing what's going on, and 
He just has, he's bringing some know-how into it. And I think with America having a larger anime market, or anime, as we should properly say, but don't because it's just easier for Americans that way, eh? Yeah. Um, I think that since he's dealing with a larger market here, he should be more than well experienced to handle things over there, but hopefully will take into strong regard the different uh, regions having different traditions and whatnot and using that to their best advantage to sell as much as they can. It mustn't be easy translating for Europe. Too many languages for them to effectively do it quickly. That's true. I know this. I knew this one girl who, just because of her friends she grew up around in Europe, mm -hmm. knew like five languages. That's pretty impressive. But see, uh, we have a uh, part-time listener by the name of Azure, who's from the UK, and I thought she had a very good suggestion, which is to simply take the uh, American version of the DVDs make it appropriate uh, as necessary for the, um, well, I mean, these days, televisions over in the UK can display both the NTSC and the PAL resolutions and can display at both 50 hertz and 60 hertz. Obviously, the older televisions don't, but those get phased out for various reasons. And so what they could do is just take the release from here and release it there. They don't need to redub it, but instead of trying to do a single release for all uh, markets in Europe, they could just release those in the UK and be done with it and have a much lower cost for bringing it over. But apparently they don't. So hopefully this will help that situation. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Alright, is that it for the news this episode? Uh, that's it for the news for this episode. Maybe bring the mic a little closer to you. Maybe that's it for the news for this episode. Oh, are you sure you don't have any other news for this episode? Ah, uh, no other news. No other anime news, perhaps. Is there other news you're talking about, Enzi? Well, you know, ASO Radio isn't just about, uh, you know, audio recordings of our reviews and anime and whatnot. It's also a kind of a story, a chronicle of us. You could have fooled me. Well, it is. It, people that listen to the show, they, they know about us through the show. You know, it's kind of like, we are the actors behind the drama. My point is, you have some news of your own about an upcoming event in your life that I think our listeners would be interested in. I'm going back to school tomorrow? Well, that's that's very interesting. You're actually, uh, you have your associate's degree now, or...? I'll have that shortly, yes. And, and then you'll be going on to a bachelor's degree? That is true. But, of course, that's not the news, and you know it, <laughs> because you're smiling like a fox. I just figured it out. Oh, I'm very glad you did, but... Tell all our listeners about the major event coming up soon. Perhaps even this year. So, listeners, listen well. Listen good. I'm getting married. Yeah, I know it's pretty crazy, but you, it you happens. You might want to mention the who. They'll get strange ideas if you don't. Well, NZ. <laughs> <laughs> yes, DV3. I'm getting married to a girl. Well, thank <laughs> goodness. Come on now. Well, you said strange ideas. I was hoping they didn't get any real strange well, ideas. Well, you don't obviously say her whole name, but what's what's this lovely girl's name? Her name's Michelle. Um, at the moment, she's living in Virginia. Ah, an excellent state, if I do say so myself. It's got a bit of south and a bit of north, and it's very nice. Yeah. But uh, when is the momentous occasion to occur? April 13th. April 13th. That's going to be quite an event. And then you'll have a reception thereafter? Yes, the 14th. Ah, the 14th. And everybody listening's invited, so if you can find DV3's wedding, be sure to dress up nice and sit on the groom's side. <laughs> there you go. 
All right, so should I make this the end of the news now, or should we do more embarrassing things? Is there more embarrassing things to talk about? I'm sure we could think up something, but we should probably get on to another section. All right, let's go. All right, let's then. So now it's time for the fan mail, and this episode we're going to actually skip doing the fan mail because we got two pieces, and we're going to save those for episodes 106 and 107. And speaking of saving, we're going to save the rest of our interviews from uh, Anime Bonsai 2005 for episodes 108 and 109 because those are stored on a different computer, and I want to make things easy for me. And uh, besides, I need a bunch of good content for you at all times. So instead, I'm going to go ahead and talk a bit about bestanimereviews.com. And then DB3 and I are going to talk about a fellow that he happened to meet at his university uh, who was quickly beaten and urinated upon. Yeah. Oh, no, wait. Uh, I'm sorry. That was something else. But it, it, it is similar to that. And uh, then we're going to call the show a wrap and see you on the next episode. But getting a little bit ahead of things, so uh, let's go ahead and talk about bestanimereviews.com. And in order to make this more interesting, so I'm not just constantly talking, we're going to make it seem as though DB3 is interested in this website, and uh, he'll ask me questions and I'll explain things. So it's kind of like a mock interview. DB3, take the mic. So let's see. What is this Best Anime Reviews website about? Well, I'm glad you asked, DB3. Um, the other day, something occurred to me. What occurred to you? Well, it's that people um, like to develop communities on the Internet, and that these communities are self-driven. In other words, the community members themselves provide the content, and that the... Uh, bring the mic a little closer, please. And that the uh, people running the site basically provide administration, but everybody else provides for the content. That's true. It's true. So what I decided to do was develop uh, bestanimereviews.com, which takes uh, the best elements of community and anime and fuses them together. Isn't that what we have with the message board? Well, it's kind of like a message board, but it works differently. How so? Well, what it is is that every month we try to figure out which is the best anime review for that month. Like anime review we give? Well, what it is is that everybody, not just Warp Shadow and NZ17 and the other people at NZ17 Productions, but everybody is available to submit their own reviews to the website. Tell me more about this. Well, after somebody submits their reviews, uh, everyone else can vote on those reviews. And so they can say, not only say, you get so many stars out of ten based upon how good your review is, but also they get to leave comments and help you write better reviews. So, I guess, wh why would they want to get better reviews? I mean, what difference does it make? Well, there's a couple of reasons. Uh, one of which is so I can have great audio recording equipment at all my recording locations so we don't have to have poor audio quality and various volumes when we record the shows. 
That's a good point. So will you be getting paid for this? Well, it's an interesting way things work. There's two reasons why they will help each other out. Because, one, it's going to be a great big community of writers who like anime and like to review anime. That's why, of course, they would come to our site to put the reviews there. But besides going and helping each other out to improve their writing and develop a writer's community, if you will, there's also another stronger incentive for some people available there. What's the stronger incentive you have? Every month, the best anime review, which is determined by the number of votes, because each month we pick the best that was submitted that month. So first, we look at which ones had the most votes for that month, and then out of those, we look and see which had the highest average rating. And whoever has the best anime review will be awarded a DVD box set of their choice. Of their choice? Of their choice, yes. We, we're going to introduce things at a certain uh, level, and as the popularity of the site uh, takes off, we're going to allow for more expensive box sets for that person to choose. Interesting. Well, the idea is that everybody can go and help drive the content of the site. The bad stuff will get driven out by just all the community members being active and trying to win the box set and helping each other uh, become better. And, most of all, there will be so many reviews on the site that the advertisements on there will help pay for the box sets. And so, in a sense, the users are, if you will, the fans will make the website instead of the fans will make the show. They'll provide so much content and will become so popular that the advertisements will help us pay not only for the box sets, but for the site itself. And maybe, beautiful dream of mine one day, actually make us profit. So... How much? How much do you think this? Well, how likely is this? Here's the question. Okay. How long do you think this before this will actually start taking off? Well, we're going to officially launch the site in January. I'm hoping to launch it uh, by the 15th or so. Uh, we should have most everything in place by then, and so we're going to announce our first best anime review in February. Do we know what that review is going to be of? Oh, I know what it'll be of. But it takes them to get it to me. So whoever submits the best review will be able to let us know. All right. Is there anything else you want me to ask you? Uh, uh, don't ask that! <laughs> is there anything else you wanted to say? Yes, I would like to say, uh, everybody that would like to check it out, please go to bestanimereviews.com, and you can have those with or without hyphens. I registered both. Uh, just always good to be prepared. Um, and uh, we'll also have links to that from the various NG17 Productions websites pretty soon as well. All right. That's about all I have. Thank me for the interview. So, uh, NG, I'd like to thank you for the, the time you take in to give us this interview. For our oh, no problem at all. For NG17 Productions. Mm-hmm. And we'll be we'll at that for now. All right. Very awesome. Let's uh, go on over to our uh, hot spot, shall we? All right. Rocket, this is the hot spot, and what did we get from our Will O Randomness? It says, uh, I can't read it. Well, read harder. Did you get a second grader to write it? I don't know, I had you write it, didn't I? Oh, yeah. I'm supposed to tell him what my. Uh, Be aware uh, of your volume uh, levels, uh, young man. Uh, uh, You're causing uh, chaos all over my spectrometer. Sorry, Enzi, I'll try to do better. Meter. 
So what did they say? We're talking about the guy that you ran across oh, yeah. at your university. But not what, what, like what actually of, ran across him, though. What kind of topic would that be? It would be an editorial. Oh. It would be a Raven rant, except we're not ranting. We're diatribing. There we go. All right, so I was walking down this corridor, I guess. Singing, ooh, wah, baby, diddy, dum, diddy, do. Yeah, no. And then she came walking up the street going, oom, ba, baby, diddy, dum, diddy, do. Uh, no. And she looked good, and she looked fine, and now wedding bells are gonna chime. Oh, yeah, okay, I gotcha. And but, I'd sing more but, if I could remember it better and we had the background music, but that is not the story we're telling. But at, when I saw him, I was wearing my Nandesu concert, and he talked, asked me about it. He's, uh, which year is that? Uh, 2002? 2001. 2001. There we go, 2001. And he noticed anime, and he was surprised that I watched anime, because the only type of anime he knew about was the young, the ones younger, for younger generations, like Pokemon and Flint the Time Detective sort of thing, or Hentai. I forgot all about Flint the Time Detective. Yeah? Poor you. Oh, actually, good you. Yeah, lucky me. But uh, being a college sort, if you will, a frat boy type, I'm not surprised that those are the only two he knows of. It's true, but it's just sort of surprising. Like, I would think that anime is starting to get around enough around nowadays that they would know that anime is more than just just that. Yes, but you have to go and give credit where credit's due. At least he knows what it is. Back in the day, when we first started, it was hard to find anybody who had any inkling of what anime was. Yeah, I guess that's true. Like, my dad, like, when he thinks of anime, he like, it's hard for him to understand, like, space anime or anything. All he can imagine is, like, oh, this is cartoon. He sees it anime and he thinks cartoon, so it's sort of hard to get people to understand well, you know, it's kind of a, uh, if you will, dichotomy among us, and I hope I'm using the right words, but I know die means two, um, is that we fans try to make the distinction between cartoons and anime, because really, if you look at the definitions, the definitions of the word just both mean that it's something animated. But the whole culture, the whole, if you will, socialness around anime in Japan is quite different from the stigma that's gone around cartoons. And we have largely to thank the federal government for that, believe it or not. Really? Why is that? Well, it's uh, simple enough. You see, back in the day, comic books and cartoons and whatnot were all uh, uncensored and left to their own devices. But, just as many politicians today are decrying the uh, horrible morallessness of video games and how they're murder simulators and turn people into mindless killing machines with no sense of right or wrong, so too was this way back then, but instead of with video games, it was with uh, comic books and animation. That's why you'll see a lot of things like Popeye and Bugs Bunny and other things that existed even all the way back then, and they are much more edgy than they are today, because what happened is the government said, if you don't go and control yourselves, we're going to do it for you. And so a lot of, if you will, the more... Um, not adult in the sense of something explicit, but the more adult-orientated jokes that they had in these sorts of things were completely cut out. And so over the course of, what, it's been like about 70 years since the heyday of the comics back then, uh, it's just become such a stigma in America that if it's animated or has that sort of art style to it, it's meant for children because it's just been neutered, if you will. Yeah. That's not input. Give me real input. Make it real. I'm not sure what to say. It's just, I don't know. 
Like, I sit down and I can watch, like, anime. Or, like, my friends at school, they're like, well, that's not possible. But yet they'll go see something like Independence Day or something that, like, I can't really see possible either. But it's just not something that, that's not the reason you go watch anime or you go watch a movie. It's just for the entertainment factor. And I think there's so much more available through anime, like storylines and stuff that they just can't do with, well, maybe, like, through computers and stuff. But I think there's just so much more that you can do with anime. Well, you know, the thing is, is that um, it's been kind of a thing where it doesn't matter where you... Let me rephrase this. It doesn't matter the type of delivery. What matters is the content. Pornography is pornography. Hentai is just animated pornography, but it's still pornography. So you've got to look at anime is not so much an art form, though it is in many respects a kind of standardized series of symbols and simplified expressions of ideas, but it's more so a type of storytelling, a style of storytelling. It's more of a Japanese cinema than it is just, here's some things on a screen that are brightly colored. And so I think anime, you can say it's animated, it has certain conventions, but really it all boils down to a Japanese flavor of storytelling. All right. I can't think of anything more I wanted to really add. Well, what did you say to this young ruffian? I just sort of was like, well, there's more to it than that. But I didn't really get into a conversation with him because I didn't think he would really understand. As they say, uh, like casting pearls before swine, huh? Yeah, that was basically my thoughts. All right, well, should we wrap up this episode? I think we should if we want to get through two more. Well, that's always a good and just cause. So, for episode 105 of ASO Radio, this is NZ17 and GB3 signing out. ASO Radio is copyright of NZ17 Productions. ASO Radio is licensed to the general public under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial share-alike license. Additional licenses available. For more information, visit us online at www.nz17.com.